Hello and welcome back to another episode of Horror Hut, the show about my favorite genre ever. I'm your host Cordell, and here's a few more flicks you should add to your list. Let's go. So this episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm not necessarily reviewing any movies. I'm just recommending these movies. So I'm just going to go ahead and start with the first movie that I'm going to recommend. It's called His House. And it's an hour and 33 minutes, and it has a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. It is directed by Remy Weeks. It is produced by Martin Gentles, Aidan Elliott, Amon Micha, Roy Lee, and Ed King. I think it's Micha. It could be Micha. Amon Micha, Amon Micha. I'm not sure. I'm terrible at this. <laughs> but it was released um, almost a year ago to the date, January 27th, 2020. And it stars Wunmin Masaka, who plays in Lovecraft Country as Letty's sister, which I actually just talked about, and Sope Dirisu, who is in the Huntsman uh, Winter's War. Um, I do remember him in that. I think he, he helps the Huntsman. He's one of the kids that grew up with them. One of the kids who was trained along with the Huntsman and his love interest and all the other kids that, you know, love war, not each other. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, but the plot reads as follows. A refugee couple makes a harrowing escape from war-torn South Sudan, but they struggle, excuse me, they struggle to adjust to their new life in an English town that has an evil lurking beneath the surface. And it is in, it's primarily in English, but because of them coming from South Sudan, there's some Dinka in there that's spoken. It's an awesome movie. Awesome. At one point, I didn't cover my height. I didn't cover my eyes, but I had to put my hand up at one point because I knew a jump scare was coming and I couldn't handle it because um, I want to say after a good 10 or 15 minutes of the movie, the jump scares start and they don't let up and things get creepier and worse. And you can't, there's just some things you can't you can't really get over like you know like i said that's why like i put my hand up real quick not even in front of the screen i just put my hand up bracing myself as if something was going to come out the screen at me <laughs> so again like i've said a thousand times if it creeps me out to the point where i have to brace myself for a scene oh yeah you've got my attention and you know there's a reason it has a 100 percent perfect score on Rotten Tomatoes, and I 100% agree. It gets a solid A from me. I got so excited talking about his house that I forgot to mention, you can find it on Netflix. It is still available on Netflix. You can also find the next movie that I'm gonna recommend on Netflix. It's called The Black Coat's Daughter. It's an hour and 35 minutes, and it has a 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's directed by Oz Perkins. It was released um, on March 31st, 2017, here in the U.S. It had a different release date overseas through A24. Okay, so A24 is a kick-ass independent film studio. It's, it's really, really 
come up over the years. I'm so happy. Every time I see A24, it's, you know, produced by them, a film that's produced by them. I, I want to see it, whether it's a fantasy, a drama, a I don't care what it is. Anything A24 produces is magic. Anyway, it stars Karen and Shipka, who was um, Sabrina in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Lucy Boynton, and Emma Roberts. And the plot reads, During the dead of winter, a troubled young woman, played by Emma Roberts, embarks on a mysterious journey to an isolated prep school where two stranded students, Karen Shipka and Lucy Boynton, face a sinister threat from an unseen force. Now, this prep school is a Catholic prep school. I, I think it's Catholic. But, you know, they have to wear uniforms and it's all girls and all that stuff. And um, Karen and Shipka is playing a freshman at this, this boarding school. Excuse me. And um, Lucy Boynton is supposed I think she's an upperclassman. She's either, they don't really make it clear whether she's a junior or senior, but she's an upperclassman nonetheless. And because their parents don't show up to pick them up after um, after the talent show, it's a talent show that they do traditionally to kick off winter break, and they're supposed to be out for a week and then come back. Well, Lucy Boynton's character, she told their parents that, you know, winter break was going to start that Friday when it actually started that Thursday. That was her mistake. But Karen and Shipka's character, she has no idea why her parents aren't there and they're stuck there. So the Monsignor instructs two nuns to just keep an eye over them for however long they're going to be there until their parents get there. And um, the, the upperclassman, I'll just keep it like that. The upperclassman tells the freshmen this weird story about the nuns being possessed not possessed, being Satan worshippers. And um, things kind of go from there. You know, it becomes more and more difficult for the freshmen to follow the rules. And by that, I mean, say grace or say prayer. Think she starts to find these things funny, especially the mention of Jesus' name or God's name, she thinks is funny, and the nuns are like, what, "What's so funny?" She's like, N "Nothing." And at one point, you know, the upperclassman, she's kind of a bad girl, and she's pregnant. And I think the reason, I think it's revealed, the reason that she told her parents to come a day later was so that she could meet up with her baby daddy and discuss what they were going to do about the pregnancy. Uh, I could be wrong about that because they don't really make it clear but that was the accusation made by the freshman because she's starting to say weird things as well she kept she keeps telling her that she smells beautiful um that she's supposed to be keeping an eye on her the upperclassman you know after meeting with her boyfriend even goes back into the building to hear whispering coming from the walls. And when she goes down to the furnace, the furnace is lit and the freshman, Karen and Shipka's character is like knelt in front of it and in an unnatural way bowing to it. So she's like, okay, what was that all about? And she doesn't ever, she doesn't ever tell her why she was down there. So it's definitely, I wouldn't describe it as a slow burner at all. Um, 
because it does move at a moderate pace and you're definitely kept guessing and you know on the edge of your seat the entire time you're trying to figure out what emma roberts role is in this and um why she wants to you know so badly get to this school and you're trying to figure out what you know karen and shipka's character's issue is all of a sudden i mean it's obviously a possession but how did that happen and you know everybody's just kind of mysterious and moving and in, in, in their own way and when you find out why everything was the way that it was uh yeah it it's it's great i i give this an a as well a solid a and i'll just i'll close this out by saying there's nothing like having a really good twist at the end of a good horror film that not only lights the light bulb above your head but bursts it This next film is a short film, and the film after this that I'm going to talk about is also a short film. So I'm going to be talking about these a little more in depth just because they are short films, and I'm not sure how many people have seen these movies yet, but I just want to give my two cents. So this first film I'm going to talk about is called Other Side of the Box. It's on Alter. They specialize in short horror films. It's 15 minutes long, and it's directed by Caleb J. Phillips and Nick Tag. and it was released in September 2018 initially, but it came out, um, I guess, nationally or maybe internationally Christmas of last year, so not too long ago, like less than a month ago. And that's when I saw it. It stars Tegan Rose, Josh Schnell, Nick Tagg, and Tyler Pochop, uh, who did a damn good job playing the role of the man in the box. But the plot is pretty just cut and dry. A couple receives a mysterious package from an old friend. Um, so I've been following Alter on Facebook for forever, but this was actually the first short film that I had seen from them. And let me tell you, my nerves were shot for about a week. I'm not kidding. I was looking over my shoulder and everything. Uh, you know, it, it took me back to the days when I'd be home alone and looking over my shoulder after I'd seen episode eight of Lovecraft Country that I just talked about, Jigabobo. <laughs> um, but, you know, and again, people who know me personally know that when the creep factor is really, really high, and I sound like a broken record saying this, but I don't think people truly understand. Maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe you do. There are things that just don't sit right with me, and this one didn't. Um, but it, in a good way. In a good way. Um, but yeah, it it's, it is, it's really good. It's really well done. And proof of that is that it won the Best Midnight Short at the South by Southwest Festival in 2019. Um... But yeah, it's this couple, and they're cooking, they're laughing, it's nighttime, it's Christmas time, because the Christmas tree is up, it came out Christmas Day, obviously, and um, they hear the doorbell ring, 
the guy answers she stays in the kitchen he tells her who it is she's like i don't want anything to do with him so there's some bad blood between them all or i don't know if this old friend was dating her and the current boyfriend got in the way and they were all friends and that broke up the friendship i don't know but she doesn't want to have anything to do with him and he has a present in his hands when he welcomes him in so he's like okay yeah come in no problem and he asks, you know, is she here? I forgot what her name was in the movie. In the movie, uh, And he tells him, no, she's not here. And he's like, oh. So I believe that box was meant for her. But he retrieves it instead, and he tells him to open it. And sees, he's like, well, okay. And he's about to open the card, and he's like, no, no, don't worry about the card. The card will make sense later. Just open the box. So he opens it, you know, unwraps it, and his friend's standing there looking all nervous and whatnot. And once he gets it off and he opens up the box completely, you can see that it's pitch black inside of it, and his friend dips. He's like, I gotta go. And he just dips. So she comes out of the kitchen from hiding from him and is like, okay, what the hell was that all about? And he somehow knows what this box is because he puts it on the table and he's moving urgently. He opens up the drawer and she's continuously asking him, like, what's wrong? What is it? What is it? And he's not answering her. He's just like, hold on, hold on. He takes a pencil and he drops it into the box and it just disappears. Like it just falls into an abyss of some sort. Okay. Now it's time to read the card. She reads the card and they're not really paying attention to the box because they don't know that they have to. But it it has instructions and the instructions are to keep your eye on it so that it won't get out you know as long as you as long as you watch it it won't get out and they look to the floor because they hear the pencil rolling toward their feet he picks it up and she can already see that there is part of a man's head sticking out of the box it's at nose level so you just see basically from the eyes up and his eyes are open wide like wide-eyed it is the creepiest thing and she's trying to figure out what she's asking it what do you want who who are you like these questions and so he's like all right i'm gonna call whatever his name was the guy the old friend who dropped off the box and as he moves toward his phone that's on the stand the thing that's in the box is watching him and she's like, why is it looking at you like that? After she says that, it repeats everything that she said in her voice. And that's when he realizes, and they both realize, oh, okay. So then they decide to look at each other, just, just to look away from it for a second to see what would happen. Because they think it's some sort of joke. Of course. So they look at each other for a split second. And when they look back, it's the same image of the man's head partially sticking out of the box but now his fingers are arched over the edges of the box and let me tell you the imagery of that peering out completely unsettled me and you know it like i said it just it got worse when the fingers were clutching the edges of the box i have goosebumps just talking about it right now i give this an a plus plus and if you haven't seen it yet and I can't really imagine why, but if you haven't seen it yet, definitely check it out. 
There are some people, I've never seen Doctor Who, but there were some people in the comments, not only on YouTube, but also on Facebook, who said that it reminded them of the Weeping Angels. And I don't really know what that is, because I've never watched Doctor Who. But, I, either way, it's, it's a really good horror short. I think you should see it. And last, but certainly not least, um, Hungry Joe. It's another alter short that I saw, and it's 20 minutes long. It's directed by Samuel Dahl and Paul Holbrook. They're also the writers of this short horror film. It was released mm, 2020, 2021, I believe, uh, via YouTube and Facebook, of course. It stars Laura Baston, Joe Sims, Andrew Greaves. And the plot is... A single mother struggles to bond with her apathetic child, born with an insatiable and increasingly inhumane appetite. Now, do I need to say any more? <laughs> um, I'll, I'll just say this. Um, if you're a body horror fan, this short film is definitely for you. I tend to struggle with clusters of holes also known as trypophobia, which is something I mentioned in an early episode I did for my other podcast, uh, Baker's Banter, titled What Are You Afraid Of? I believe it's episode three. Um, or four. I can't remember. Um, and there are, you know, and there's moments like that in the film that had me itching for a good couple of hours after seeing it. And I also can't stand it when people chew with their mouths open you know, whether they are making smacking noises or night or, or not, I can't stand it. Um, so, you know, if you're chewing with your mouth closed and I can, I can hear you chewing, that's fine because obviously what you're eating is crunchy or, you know, slimy in texture. Like if it's cheese pizza or something and you kind of have to break it up and move it around or whatever, as long as your mouth is closed, I'm good. That's something you really can't help, but you don't, I mean, Chewing like a giraffe ain't cute, <laughs> okay? And, you know, but it's a horror movie and it's meant to unsettle you. Like I said in the previous episode, there it has its purpose. Um, what was I going to say next here? Um, but yeah, uh, the title of the film is a dead giveaway to all of that. So I knew what I was getting myself into. Um, you know, in the beginning of the movie, we see a lovely married couple on tape, Craig and Laura, played by Joe Sims and Laura Baston, respectively. Um, and you know, they're about to start enjoying their lives as a family, and they just bought a house, and Laura's pregnant with a little boy named Joe, obviously. But after that, I would say a good 30 to 45 seconds in, things take a drastic turn we see Laura complaining to a health advisor about her son's appetite. But of course, they dismiss it, telling her that his appetite is healthy because he's a growing child, right? You know, and growing children can pack in some food. Um, you know, that's what we're told all the time as just a society and have been taught to believe that. But anyway, things get progressively worse and gross and... The ending is sad, but overall makes for some good social commentary on parenthood and postpartum depression. I definitely give this movie an A+, for the way it was directed, written, shot, 
acted, and the sound mixing and scoring were excellent as well. Uh, it's a short film that definitely packs a punch, and I highly, highly recommend it. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Horror Hut. When I come across some more good movies to share with you, I will definitely be here, and hopefully you tune in for that. My email address for the podcast is horrorhutpodcast at gmail.com. That's H-O-R-R-O-R-H-U-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com for any recommendations or discussions you might want to have. There's also a Facebook page created for the show called Horror Hut where recommendations can also be left and discussions can also be had. Until next time.